Hey y'all, what's up? This is the I Just Think It's Funny podcast. I'm Destiny. And I'm Brianna, and we've got some things to get off our chest because sometimes you just have to talk it out with your girlfriends. My girl, y'all finish it. I know y'all been watching. I know y'all been sharing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, answer that. <laughs> so, before we get excited, we're just gonna do a quick little homegirl check-in. Just wanna see how you doing today. Um, I'm good, you know, been better, but I'm good, you know, blessed and highly favored. How are you doing this week? Amen. I'm good, been busy writing and doing some other things, but I'm good. We're hiking today, minus the smog. Shout out to y'all who came after me personally and messaged me <laughs> about that, but you know, it wasn't even smog, I'm sorry, the smoke. Uh, I was not out there with the fire and everything but today was a good day nice and cool so I had a good time with my friend and having just a good Sunday ready to just relax and hopefully start the rest of this week off pretty good okay yeah so who's your do you have a zaddy of the week not really um nobody's really on my or just like a woman you admire of the week <laughs> this week is just eh. has anybody done anything impressive this week I don't know <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I guess because today is Lovecraft Day, so I'm going to just, you know, shout out Jonathan Majors. Uh, he just really does something for me with his, his performance um, on camera. I really like him. really like watching him and following his journey. It's cool. What about okay. you? I don't have one. Uh, I've been trying to rack my brain, trying to think of, like, who do I really, no one's done it for me this week, like, at all. Mm -mm. Um, so I'm going to go with just a woman I admire, and I'm going with, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay, that's fair. You know, been watching Girlfriends every day, so I think just, like, seeing her every day has been like, you know what, she really did her thing on that show. There's moments where you're mad at her. Mm -hmm. It's always where you love her, and I just think overall, like, she was a good character. There was a lot of highs and lows. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, I'm going with her. Character arc. Every writer and creator should look out for that, because, you know, I know a lot of people are out here writing and coming up with stories, but, you know, Joan is our girl. Joan is, she's extra. We love her, and we hate her, but, you know, but we love Tracy every day. Every day. Yeah. Speaking of, did she release, like, some new products? Uh, the only thing I know about are her latest tools, like her edge comb brush thing, and I think she has, like, a pick, stuff like that. I haven't tried any of the uh, tools, but, yeah. I'm scared to know how much a pick and an edge brush cost, because Her stuff is not that expensive. I, I'm talking about the tool, because, you know, black girl them is basically getting a toothbrush yes <laughs> it's a very nice edge brush i don't know the quality of the bristles per se but like the look of it it looks very like the handle is thick which i like like okay. it's thick enough for you to hold on to it looks like a really good quality i don't really care about my edges don't really do what other people's edges do for some reason but <laughs> if it did i would probably get this i think it's like nine bucks okay yeah. Go Tracy. I'm going to just stick with my newly non-used Colgate toothbrush. Nope. 
whatever works. <laughs> it just doesn't look as nice, you know, next to products. I like I like packaging and presentation. So like the toothbrush, it does work, but it's just just kind of kind of ugly. At the end of the day, my edges aren't ugly. That's all that matters. Like I don't want to pay for the price of the edge control for the brush. Look at that. <laughs> it's three ninety nine. Get you a two pack. Take one out. Swoop, swoop. That's it. <laughs> That's cool for her. Like I really like seeing her do some great things. And since we missed like last week, we didn't cover like the Emmy stuff. So there's been a couple of great things like popping out of the Emmy um, within the last like week and a half or so. We got. Um, Ron and Jasmine Cephas Jones becoming like the first father-daughter uh, duo, which is super dope. I'm a huge fan of uh, Ron Cephas Jones. He's been around forever. I didn't even realize, yeah. like, I was watching Double Platinum. Uh, if y'all don't know, that's the movie with um, Diana Ross and Brandy. Uh, I was about to give y'all the whole premise, but basically ruins the story. Anyways, it's a cute little movie about mother-daughter relationships and repairing, and Diana Ross plays Brandy's mom. And Ross Cephas Jones had his little cameo in it. He was just the photographer. And I'm like, look at you now. <laughs> you was just probably number 49 on the call sheet out of 60. And I look at you. You probably are yeah. <laughs> He's always been around, like, He's been in so many random projects. Like, he'll just pop up and be a neighbor or the photographer. Like, he's just always somebody random. So it's nice to see him with a concrete, solid, like, reoccurring role and to get an Emmy for it. Because mm -hmm. he's, he's done his time. He's put in the work. He has. Have you seen This Is Us? I've seen This Is Us. I stopped watching a long time ago, so I don't even know what's happened. Um, but... His role on the show was very good up until, you know, what happened to him. But it was, yeah. Uh, I thought he did his thing on there. That, oof. I ain't never cried over nobody. If y'all haven't seen it, just stop listening for 10 seconds because I'm going to say what I need to say. When he died? Oh, uh, uh, crying in the club, man. Crying <laughs> in the club. I never cried over somebody fictional the way that I cried. You would have thought he was my granddad. Like, I was just, my mama coming in, like, you good? I'm like, you just don't know William is God. Like, they were doing it, and they, they was trying to repair it, and that was over. She was like, girl, cut it off. So, you know, my mom just thinks this is us. Is that trigger point for me? I'm not a human I'm not. So it was beautiful. I'm glad he's getting his roses, his flowers, everything. Like, he's amazing. Yes. And uh, Jasmine, I don't know too much about her. Do you know? I actually don't think I've ever seen her in, any, in anything. I need to watch her Quibi um, uh, yeah, the free performance. Uh, she did really good in that. I watched a couple of episodes of that because um, Variety had like a virtual event where they did um, a panel with her. It was all on Zoom and everything. Um, her, Stefan, James, and the writer, I think the director of it. Um, so yeah, they she did really good. I was like, oh, that's his daughter. 
I think either I know her husband is one of the guys from Hamilton. Can't remember his name. He was the one who played Mars and um Oh. Yeah, that's her husband. Yeah. Ramos. Yeah. 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 I love him. Okay. Yeah. That's her boo thing. I don't know if she's from Hamilton. Like a part of me wants to be like she's from Hamilton, but then I feel like I'm lying if I say that. And I feel bad. Just- Thanksgiving's in their house must be great. Like they just all talk about art and stuff, like the daddy, the son in law, the daughter, like Yeah. That I- seems pretty great. It does. Okay, yeah, she is from Hamilton. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, so talented like, little family they got. Right. Little musical family. Hey. And then who else got something? Zendaya. Zendaya. Outstanding actress in a drama series, Second Black Woman, after Viola Davis to win that award. Wow. Yeah. Zendaya did her thing in Euphoria. That show is bothersome to me. Like, once you get past how uh, old uh, they're supposed to be. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it does not sit right. Like, how, as a writer, do you sit there and write about, quote, unquote, teenagers doing sexual things like it's not like oh they were in the back seat and we cut as he kisses her no 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 you got (laughs) people out here being webcam people like how do you feel comfortable i think it's just weird because it's a show about high school students but I wouldn't want my high school student watching this. It's not for, like, kids. I feel like it's a cautionary tale for parents. Like, A, this might be going on, just so you know. I don't know. Like, I recently... It's extreme, but... Yeah, like, I recently saw somebody else, like, in a writer's group that I'm in, brought up the point, they're like, why is it that when people are writing these coming of age stories or things based about your younger life, excuse me, um, they have like teenagers, I mean, of course teenagers are having sex. Yes, that's what some people do. But they have these teenagers doing some wild things in high school. Like if you put everything in euphoria to college, I would digest that a little bit better. Because, like, legal, not legally, but, like, when you think about it, this is supposed to replicate art, and you're supposed to believe these people being at certain ages. It's easier for me to believe a 19, 20-year-old is doing some of these things versus, oh, this girl, she's 18 or she's 25 playing a 16-year-old doing this stuff. That's weird to me. That just does not sit well with me. <laughs> Initially, yes, I had that same thought, but then I getting deeper into the story like I forgot about that a little bit and then I was like I think this was the point I think it's more salacious and more shocking the fact that they're in high school because if they were in college it wouldn't be as shocking it would be like this is crazy but like okay but because they're in high school it's like it's like they're in a whole nother world this is a whole nother world and we're all looking at it like please tell me this isn't real (laughs) please tell me this isn't real yeah I think it adds to the flavor of the show. It, it definitely, there's a line there that it's it's riding. It's the fact that it's a high about high schoolers 
for adults. That's where I'm like, yeah. it's weird. Like, it's very weird. It's different. Like, I think about like Breakfast Club and like, is that the show? I mean, the movie Breakfast Club. The 80s? Yeah. When they got the tension? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, for some reason, all I had in my mind was like Charlemagne. Like it was weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty they they sure. took the name. Okay. Yeah, I was sitting around like I'm pretty sure it is a movie. Um, like that's a high school talking about high school and stuff for high schoolers. And even like as an adult, you can watch it and you're like, yeah, oh, you reflect and you're like, oh yeah, I remember high school. Da 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 da. But Euphoria, my high school experience was not like this. No, but I don't think that's the point. You're not, I don't think you're supposed to relate. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to relate. watch it and be like, this is wild. I don't think you're supposed to relate. I don't think you're supposed to be like, oh, my high school experience, nobody's high school experience that I know was like euphoria. There's just some people who were saying theirs was, and I'm like, come on, that stuff was, <laughs> you need to go to therapy. That stuff was wild. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it might be Gen Z's. Because, you know, Gen Z now has, like, the webcam stuff. They got all this internet. They have a lot more access, and I'm sure their high school experience is a lot more euphoria-like than the Breakfast Club. Like, these kids are eating Tide Pods. I put nothing past them. <laughs> I ate some questionable stuff as in my youth, but... <laughs> iPod questionable? Probably would not have gone as far as a Tide Pod, but, like, I don't know, I used to, like, eat, like, never mind. It's beside the point. But I was younger than, you know, I was, like, five and six. Okay, that's different. You don't know what you're doing at five and six. Five and six year Okay, if you are older than five or six and you're eating a Tide Pod, something is wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. Oh, Jesus. The children are lost. The children are lost. Parents out there, help your kids. Watch your kids. I think that's the biggest thing. Watch your you know what they be doing on the internet. Look, I'm about to have a, a no internet household. But that's impossible. Like the kids on the internet now because they can't go to school. Like look, it's, it's kind of wild. In twenty twenty five. Oh god, that's four years from now. Okay, that's fair. And no, I'm saying in twenty 35, 2035. By then, I should have a kid of uh, school age. Outside of homework, you ain't on that computer. What you doing on the computer? Yeah, right. You what, say like, this now. What are you doing? Like, what? You're 12. Who are you talking to? My friends. You got a cell phone. You gonna have a little flip phone. Y'all want to text? You can A text. flip phone? They probably won't even have those in 2035. <laughs> They gonna have. They gonna get a little jitterbug. Jitterbugs are always needed. Always. Oh my gosh. Do you? They would cry and be like, "People are making fun of me with my jitterbug phone." I'm like, but are those people paying the bill? Exactly. Girl. I'm a black mama. My kids. Oh. They gonna find themselves a secret burner phone uh, with internet on it. Oh, with what? Set money? up a webcam. Make some oh. money. Oh. Let me find, ooh, we, we going to counseling, and you would, you think, oh, I'm in the prehistoric age, but you want a flip phone? Oh. Oh, okay. It's becoming very easy to hide things. Which is scary. Like, I It's very scary. I couldn't imagine, like, you also don't want to be a hover parent. As much as I, I'm joking no. about the, the flip phone, I don't think I would do that to my kid. But, 
<laughs> might try <laughs> that's that's like the beginning stages of a phone i feel like it because you remember when phones were they oh my god this is dug up a memory okay you remember when um kids started getting phones so this is maybe when we're like 10 11 or whatever and there was like no a, no, no no i didn't i actually i did get a phone when i was 10 yeah you were one of the fast kids i didn't get a phone like 10 or 11 oh uh, my daddy gave me a flip phone, so no. You <laughs> still had a phone. I couldn't do it. Who was I calling? Exactly. <laughs> I called my mom all day and leave singing voicemails on her office phone. <laughs> I called my little friends in fifth grade, like two, but I had to call on the weekends after five o'clock. So what you need the phone for? Well, when you got divorced parents, there's some That's true. A lot of divorced parents do give their kids. <laughs> you know parents phones. don't do the parent who give you the phone is a parent that don't want to talk to the other parent. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> like in what world? It's like you could easily if the parents are getting along, you know, okay, I can call the house phone. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, uh, Jason. How you doing? You good? Good. Well, let me talk to little Timmy. Okay, well, here's Timmy. Parents don't no. do that after they be divorced. They be like, uh-uh. You see the number on the caller ID? Uh, your daddy calling. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Uh, your daddy calling. You better answer the phone. Or another thing, answer. Hey, hey, Jane. Hold on. Let me get her. <laughs> so sad it's actually sad be cordial on the house phone look i think in the cases of non-cordial divorced parents it has ingrained in us a level of petty that we probably would have never been exposed to probably never would have because that that's some petty stuff would be happening be all awkward trying to avoid talking to other why you made this kid with this person. Now you want to be all weird? What? <laughs> oh, I can write a book. Anywho. I'm going to write along. Uh, <laughs> so, oh wait, I was talking about the phone. Now you don't make me forget the phone. Because you got triggered. <laughs> I got <laughs> It's okay. I did not get triggered. <laughs> you got triggered. You start having flashbacks. I didn't say it was my experience. <laughs> I just said some divorced kids. I know plenty of those. <laughs> not saying it's my experience for those out here wondering. But some of it may be. All I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, God. It don't even matter about that little phone. Whatever. Screw the phone. So, <laughs> let's move on to bigger and better things. We are adults, you know? And as much as we hate to 
think this, we really are here. It is not going anywhere. Like, it's only getting older. Like, You're only getting deeper and deeper into your adulthood. Yeah, this is a journey I didn't sign up for. Um, I'm here. I was forced against my will. I just, whoop. I mean, I'm sure that's at your story too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Adult hit, adulting hits you hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not an easy transition. Mm -mm. You know, you just kind of get pushed off a ledge post-college. It's just kind of like, well, see ya. <laughs> like, well, uh, all right. <laughs> like, my heart, go, my heart goes out to the kids who decided, um, for whatever reason, that they weren't going to go to college after high school. Because even when you're in college, it's still a safety net. You know what I mean? Like, college is still a safety net. Yeah, you might have moved out, and you're going to school, and you are approaching adulthood, you know, because you're making your own decisions, but as soon as you leave, like, that's, I, re I really feel like that's when it really hits you. So, like, the kids who just jump from high school to adult, I'm like, what were your early 20s like? <laughs> that's scary. I, I'm jealous of those. Like, I was trying to drop out of college multiple times. I mean, most people want to. No, no, but you I, did it. I was literally, like, going through, okay, so if I leave college, <laughs> here's yeah. what I can do. And, you know, I feel like the early 20s is a little different when you aren't in college. Because, A, like, how do you make friends? Like, I think about that in your early 20s. Because, like, let's say if you're... But then you're working with older people for the most part, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, it depends on where you work. Because, like, if you, if you go, like, a trade, for instance, which is a good way to go, too, because college isn't for everybody, um, you might meet people around your age. So, like, if you're in the tech school, you might meet your... I still consider that college. Well, a okay. trade school, <laughs> if you're really going full-time, I consider that college. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean. It's a safety net still. Mm, I feel like with trade school, though, it's a little different than college. It's a little different because most of the time, like, you're, go you're working and doing stuff at the same time. But I still feel like there's still that safety net of you. When I say safety net, I mean, like, you're still in the mindset of I'm still figuring it out. Okay. Because you're in a learning process. So when you're in that learning process, you feel a little bit more security because you don't have to, you're not set. You know what I mean? You don't have to have it all figured out yet. It's kind of like, oh, I'm, in, I'm, still, I'm still in trade school. Like if someone asks you, <laughs> what you doing? Oh, oh, you're not in college? No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting my cert, uh, certification in uh, electrician. At ITT Tech to be a, yeah, to be an electrician. You know? Well, is ITT Tech still around? Yeah, I'm sure. I haven't seen a commercial. You know, they always had the blue tenant commercials and like somebody like with the little scientist thing at ITT Tech. Call, what are you? That's because you're not watching like <laughs> Judge Mathis oh, and Jerry Springer. <laughs> you know, those are those commercials. I guess. It's fair. You know. The ICDC, I think that's gone. Uh, yeah, I think it's been gone for a minute. And then the. How much Little Romeo made? We should ask him. <laughs> I'm 
just go never make a joke publicly about the song because oh growing up hip hop, he and Master P got real bad about Lil Twist. Like saying something. They're like, well, he probably went off the ICDC. And like they went mad. Cause they're like, where's Romeo? He's like, probably at ICDC or something like that. And they got mad. They're like, why are you making a joke about it? It's real. We helping our community. But I'm like, it's just a joke. But then I'm like, uh. Oh, gosh. It's like, funny. The song was corny, and it was funny. Get over it. Like, it was a running joke for me and my friends. Not the actual school. It was just... The His co- role in the in the marketing was funny. It, was, it felt a little random. It I'm was not- very random. You didn't... He claimed he wanted to talk about USC all day. <laughs> he promoted ICDC. That's what was funny to me. It it was a little conflicting because he didn't finish USC, so <laughs> that doesn't matter. No, 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 no. I I don't remember the timeline. I think this was like right after he left, or some time after he left, and now it's like, oh, the ICDC college, and it's like, it was just right. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Not saying you can't promote it. Like I think it's great that they were promoting it to spread awareness, like within like our communities, to empower them to get education. It doesn't change the fact that it's funny. It just felt collect your money and promote the your community. I'm all for that, but it was funny. It's a joke. The song was corny. It felt random. It, It felt random. It felt like a parody of a video. Yes, I think that's what it is. It felt like a parody because like the delivery was funny. (laughs) <laughs> the message was great. The delivery was hilarious because it did feel like a parody. True. I just don't want Master P and I don't, <laughs> I don't want uh, Master P Romeo, if you're ever listening to this. We think that's you trying to get that's because you're trying to marry into the family. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not trying to marry into the family. You trying to get that ICDC money. I okay. Look, we thought it was a great idea. Um, creative, creative approach. <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as thinking back to your young self, um, maybe while you were watching these ICDC commercials, as in your youth, um, what was some of your expectations of adulthood? Like, what did you expect was going to be happening where you are today in your 20s? (laughs) Oh, the laugh of disappointment. Um, (laughs) Well, 17, 18-year-old me thought she would be very close to getting married by now. Um... If she was not already engaged, she would have been in a very committed relationship with the man that she met in college. Because, you know, you go to college and you meet your husband. A different world right there. And, or a loving back. in the Joan Clayton is this? Continue. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so she thought that. She thought that would be happening um we're not there yet you know god has his time and it's fine um what else she thought she would really be in her career like really just going hard at the things she really wanted to do she not there yet we that's a journey too we we seeking answers (laughs) for that 
Um, and then she thought she would be living in some luxury apartment in LA. Refer to the previous answer for that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, mm -mm. (laughs) it was a very glamorized, this is the perfect situation. Like, ooh, it's going to be so great to be an adult. I'm going to be grown. And we're here now. And it's, no. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? So mine is very similar. Um, I placed more emphasis on the career and the location. So high school student me was like, I'm going to live in Los Angeles or New York, most likely Los Angeles. Um, And by the time, when am I, 26 now, I figured by the time I was 25, I would buy a condo. Mm, That's cute. I like it. As my first property. And I was going to work in some realm of entertainment. Uh, It started off as I wanted to be a journalist. So maybe young me was like, I'll be a journalist and I'll make enough money and I'll buy my condo at 25. And then, you know, I always planned to like buy my condo at 25, have, you know, like a nice car, but not like a super luxurious car, you know, nice car, nice condo, furnished, Um, most likely would have a boyfriend. Uh, Maybe we're not engaged yet. Maybe we are. Eventually we would become engaged and get married. We'll sell my condo and buy our home. And live our happily <laughs> But that the the marriage and the the, the relocating to another that was really on the back burner for me. My focus was be like be in your career, study climbing in your career, buy your condo. Like that was mm. in my head. I, that's where I was gonna be at mid twenties. That was it. Travel the world mm. and do that. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to yeah. add mine. I thought I would be a famous actress. Okay. I don't want that. <laughs> like, the more I work in this industry, the more I don't want to be famous. I'm like, ew! Okay. Ew! So that's funny, because if you would have gotten everything that you said you wanted, you wouldn't have been ready for it, and you would have been like, I don't even like this. I'd be like, I don't like this. Y'all be seeing me paparazzi. Is she okay? She keeps walking around with hoodies on, covering her face. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, you plan out things you want, and then it's kind of funny when you look back and you're like, man, I'm glad I didn't, like, I'm totally in a different mindset now. Mm -hmm. Because even think about where you were in high school. Like, I think about my life in phases. Mm -hmm. Like, high school me was different than college me. College me was different than early 20s me. And now I'm in like mid going over the hump down into my late 20s. And that's a different version than I was in my early 20s. Like yeah. you want different things. You have different goals. Like it's just weird because in those phases, you're thinking like, this is pretty concrete. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. And then you move into a different phase and you're like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a lot. It's just a lot. That's like me with the idea of kids. Like, when I was in high school, I'm like, oh, I just can't wait to get married and have a family. It's going to be so great. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, whew. <laughs> the more that it becomes like, oh, this really could be a reality, 
I still want to get married. It's just like, ah, oh, dang. Like, what if I never have kids? And it's like, well, is that the worst? Like, I mean, I want to have kids. So if anybody's out there listening and considering, you know, um, impregnating you, no. <laughs> please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say considering me as their wife. Darn it. Oh, okay. I mean, that comes along later, but you know, you know, I do want kids. <laughs> that is a not negotiable. I want them. But it's like that. I never thought I would be flexible with that. Like it was wasn't until recently I was like, oh, what if I really did have kids? Like, would this be the end of the world? And I was like, mm, no. I was like, that's adulting right there. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> that's a reality that a lot of people come to the conclusion of. And some people have the complete opposite. And they're like, I don't want to, most, a lot of young people are like, I don't want kids. Like, ew. Makes you know they can't get kids. Like, they decided, like, you know what, I'm with somebody and we love each other. Now we want kids. Like, it's just really interesting how much your mind changes mm-hmm. while you're even in adulthood, how much it changes. I think we change every day. That's why I think we have to allow each other grace to evolve. Like, yeah, people will do some messed up stuff, but, like, you're not necessarily the same person that you were in that moment. Like, there's different factors that play into why people say things that they say or do things that they do. And we just have to, of course, make grace. You don't let everything slide, but just be aware that we're always evolving and changing and mindsets change. That's when people are like, oh, they was racist back in the day. I'm like... They could have changed. Would I openly be like, come into my house, my used-to-be racist brethren? And I might be like, okay, that's good. I'm glad you changed your mind, but you're going to stay over there. <laughs> like, you can change all day, but, like, I still can protect myself and guard myself. Yeah. So, Are there any things, like, any pieces of wisdom that you had to learn or that you're currently learning in your adulthood that's like helping you? Ooh, I'm learning a lot. Um, being an advocate for myself um, is something that I really had to like, just jump on it, understand. I still don't 100% like put it into um, action all the time, but just knowing that if I don't speak up for like my needs, no one else is going to know. And I think sometimes you just assume people know certain things. And it's like, no, some people really might not aware. Some people don't care. That's those people too. But we have to be able to be like, hey, I need this. Like you're not supporting my needs with X, Y, and Z. Or you the way you said X, Y, Z to me, it hasn't been saying well with me. Like, being able to express myself. Like, I think just showing up for me has been, like, the biggest thing because, like, I will show up for everybody else. I'm like, oh, what you need? Oh, you going through it? Oh, I'm here. Call me to cry. I'm like, mm no, don't call me to cry. Not to say, like, don't call me, but it's, like, I have to make space for me and my mindset too and my mental health and where I'm at. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be there to support you, but like, don't use me as a dumping ground. Like, if you need to vent, say, hey girl, you got a second? Like, that hey girl, you got a second? That's that's the thing. Like, are you in the mental space for this? Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
let me tell you what happened. Like doing that has been like super significant for me. Super duper. That's good. That's good. What about you? I think for me, it's very similar. Like the biggest thing I learned is very similar and it has to do a little bit more so with boundaries and learning to tell people no like I'm a people pleaser by nature like I will jump over backwards I'll cater to you I'll do stuff like that but in the long run the person the person who's the people pleaser ends up getting screwed over messes up your own mental health and your own needs and yeah, you might be satisfying that person in the moment, but a lot of times people pleasers get screwed over really in the long run because there's a lot of people who are just takers mm-hmm. and they think, oh, you're the strong friend. Oh, you can handle it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, after a while, you just get tired of just getting sucked dry from, fine. it could be money. It could be just your personal time. I think time is a really big one for me. Like, like a lot of people have wasted my time at different points. And I've just learned to be a little bit more aware of that and being like, okay, what do you need my help with? If this is not gonna, if I don't see the benefit to like me helping you, if I'm not gonna learn anything, if, if I don't feel like I owe you this amount of thing, or you haven't shown me that you've been, that you, if I know you wouldn't do the same for me, like I'm learning to just be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, nope, I'm good. Like we can let it go and not feel bad about it. Like, yeah. I used to feel bad about telling people no. And now I'm just like, like sometimes I will feel bad, but I do get over it a lot quicker. So I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm the one who got to sit here and be stressed out because I helped you do your whole to-do list. Meanwhile, I got a whole to-do list that you never even asked about mm-hmm. or how could you service me? And I'm not somebody who asks for help often either. And, you know, that's something I do have to improve on is I don't, it's just not, something that's ingrained in me to ask for help. I'm very independent. But at the same time, it's also nice if somebody asked if they could help. You know what I mean? So like if I know that somebody doesn't really have my interest at heart or something like that, I'll straight up tell them no. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's fair. Like Or I won't answer the phone. Like there's times where I don't answer the phone or text messages from certain people because I know all they want to do is either get information out of me or dump all of their woes on me either. I have, it's like, I still love you, but I'm going to spread out when I talk to you because I don't, I can't take on all of your crap too. Like, you don't even know what's happening in my house. Right. So I just should think the boundary thing for me has the biggest, has been the biggest thing in my 20s is learning boundaries. That's a a big one. I think the earlier that we learn that, the better we're going to be for like the rest of our lives. Like it it really just changes the quality of our life. And besides no, no is one of my favorite words. Well, kind of my favorite word. Like sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, "Uh, uh," like you said, like you kind of feel like, well, how do I say it in a nice way? Like, of course you don't want to be like straight up. No, No, yeah. I'm not, when I say no, I don't mean like (laughs) I'm just telling people no, period. Like, that's if you that's if I'm mad but like you know I'll tell you nicely no yeah like oh no uh, not this time no I think besides that learning to be assertive 
um, that is where like, not that I'm a passive person where I let things just happen, but sometimes it can be hard to like find my voice in certain situations, especially when there's like a level of like authority and like a difference of authority. Um, whether it's like dealing with an employer or things like that, like you have to have boundaries with those people, those people, whether it's a parent or someone who you deem is higher than you or even on your level and just like staying firm, like, okay, this is my boundary that you need to know, like, this is where I draw the line and that can be tough. It can be tough bending especially with like you said being a people pleaser you want to make sure everybody feels good and then you wake up one day and you're like dang where is everybody like where I need something who can I run to you know right like kind of thing I I felt like I really hit that that bottom and you kind of hit a rock bottom as a people pleaser um because you eventually like you said you're gonna crash and be like what well where is everybody I had that uh, when I moved last year, I will never forget this one person. I wonder if he even thinks about why I don't even talk to him anymore. <laughs> like, he was supposed to help. Probably not. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing that helps you move on. Because you're like, you probably don't even care. <laughs> he never asked if I moved okay. Exactly. That's- like. Yeah. I was just. Mm-mm. I was just in here like, no. And like, even with that point, it's like checking who you call friend because when we're little you call everybody your friend you see the stranger your mom like oh you just made a new friend no you just made an acquaintance (laughs) like like you have to learn those categories too because some people will live in the realm of friendship until it no longer serves them but it's like oh i can mooch off of uh, Destiny, I know if I call her and tell her I need some help with something, if she's free, she's going to make herself available. Like, bop, bop, bop. Or I know Destiny's always going to be there, so I can do whatever I want to do and then come back. And then when you finally, like, put your foot down, you're like, no. They're like, oh, bye. Mm. I feel like your 20s is definitely the season of learning that. Yeah. Uh, because, like, of course, you have your friends from college. Honestly, like, the people that I talk to on a, a a regular basis, they aren't from college. And that's not to be, like, throwing shade to them. It's just, it is what it is. Like, you, you serve the purpose. Bye. Like, <laughs> it's not like a bye, like, I don't want to talk to you. It depends on how we end it. If you show your true colors, then bye like or it's like oh bye girl or bye boy see ya like i wish you well from afar on instagram but mm -mm. you have to define who those solid people are and even then going back to the point of grace you have to extend those people grace because people aren't perfect there's no handbook on how to be a friend there's no handbook on how to be any type of person in a in a personal relationship um but also sticking with your boundaries. If something violates a boundary, there's a way to go about talking about it. But if it's something that's real bad, like, bye. (laughs) I think when it comes to friendships and boundaries, one, I think a good test to know if 
you really even consider that person a friend is if they cross a boundary and you're willing to just cut off that friendship because they cross a boundary versus bringing it up. Mm-hmm. That's how it's like a good like test for myself. It's like, is that person really my friend? And they, they if they do something and I'm just willing to throw them away, they were <laughs> I don't want them in the first place. <laughs> Not necessarily. Like, yes, I get what you're saying. But the other side of that is some people don't, like if they someone does violate a boundary, some people shy away from quote unquote confrontation. And I don't mean confrontation in the sense of like, oh, you did blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, confirming the issue. Like, hey, you did blah, blah, blah. I just want to talk about that. Let, let's, let's dissect that. Like, but I'm saying that comes with you wanting to be, wanting uh, to fix it. Like you if I see from, yeah, it's like a litmus test for myself. If I notice that I'm not trying to fix it, hey, that was a friend I didn't need. Because obviously I don't feel like working on it. I'm not going to go through the motions, tell you what happened, all this stuff, if I don't care. If I care, we're going to talk about it. Right. If I don't care, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I feel like that's an easy way to see, like, like, I'm not going to put forth the time and the effort to make you see the error of, of your ways or how you did wrong or let's try to work on this and talk about communication if I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one way of approaching it. <laughs> that's one way. Um, I mean, maybe I should tell them that they won't go, like, screw somebody else's life up, but at the end of the day, I don't really care. So, Yeah. That's different. That's a different point of view of things. <laughs> it's definitely different. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to think of a case where I'm like, uh, bye. It's only if I've realized that a person is toxic. Like, yeah. It's like, I make sometimes a little bit too much grace for people. Uh, where like, I may not address some things. Unless it's like, it's really like, it's unsettling me. I'm like, okay, we just got to talk about it. Some stuff I'm like, eh, they might have had a bad day. They a little snappy, you know what? I'm going to let that go. But if it becomes a habit, we're going to address this kind of thing. Um, that's what I mean when I say grace. Uh, I realized with one person, I ended up hanging out with them, met them through like an experience I had, like either an event or something like that. They connected for years, whatever. And I didn't realize until, like, spending more time with them, I'm like, this person ain't it. Like, the way they would talk about people. Like, there's a difference between, like, oh, you know, I had this experience with this person. It wasn't great. I mean, like, dogging out people. I'm like, you were just saying that this was your best friend. Exactly. And sometimes people like that, that's a toxic trait and you don't want to attach yourself with those people. So you just kind of distance yourself and you're no longer friends. It's not necessarily a conversation to be had because you're like, how are you going? You're not going to change. Yeah. Like you're not going to stop talking about people. You're just not, maybe just won't do it with me. Period. And who's to say that you just <laughs> go and do that with somebody else about me? Exactly. That's what I mean by cutting people off. I don't mean like something silly. I mean something like that. That's a very toxic like trait. That. Yeah. So those people, okay, obviously, you don't want to be friends with those people. You're just like, ee. Yeah. Yeah. There's some necessary. Ow. Just caught a cramp in my foot. Hold on. Already getting old. This is adulting. Oh. 
It hurts. You get so cramps bad. in your foot, Charlotte horses, back pain. Oh my headaches. god, Charlie horse. All of my ankle was like frozen. <laughs> this is adulting in real time. <laughs> Ow! I'm good. I'm good. I need to stretch. I'm good. I need some. Oh, that's another thing. You gotta stretch when you when you in your twenties. You learn that you gotta stretch. Yeah, I used to be so limber. Like I was that kid who randomly decided, huh, let me see if I can put my legs behind my head and it worked. I was that kid. Now, exactly, because you would you would bounce back. Now it's like if I don't stretch before I do a walk, it's a wrap. So like big day, icy hot, you need a uh Epsom salt bath. <laughs> and a couple of days. You know? I'm yeah the recovery time i'm telling you like the recovery time the older you get the recovery time from anything is like really extreme my metabolism i need her to get it together that metabolism changes you gotta stretch hangovers are not the same i've never really had that experience of a hangover so good i've had a couple where i'm like the next day i'm like mm, feeling a little foggy but like, not one of those people are like, like I gotta throw up. Mm-mm. I don't like throwing. I do everything to avoid throwing up. Sometimes it's not even about throwing up. It's just like a feeling. Like I'm afraid to throw up, so that's why. That's 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 a real thing. My sister. So I'm like, oh, I feel nauseous for real. All right, um, I'm gonna see you later. Talk <laughs> <laughs> y'all some ginger ale. I'll go pick it up. You just stay over there. <laughs> are there any things in your adulthood where you're like it's just kind of like those simple things you're like this made me feel like an adult because I did this um the, the first time that I really like felt it and it felt like I was standing on a podium and the wind was blowing in my hair and I was looking up and that's it was like that Olympic feeling was when I got my car last year Okay. Like, granted, yes, I got this apartment by myself, whatever. That's cool. Like, I had a mom where I was like, dang, it's really me. I'm here. Like, I've always wanted, like, that that single life and living in the apartment, doing X, Y, and Z. That's cool. But, like, the car thing? I was like, oh. Oh. My name in it? Oh. When y'all looking for a payment, y'all call it me? That's crazy. <laughs> That that's, is, that's not the good part <laughs> well it was just like this is cool but that's I guess when I, I really felt like okay and like to have my mom there to like witness that with me like she was crying she was like I'm so happy <laughs> like I'm so glad that I could be here to witness this and I'm like girl stop crying uh, <laughs> she's a crier I'm not only cry when I'm like super excited the last time I cried I was super excited with the Justin Timberlake content but you know I just yeah that was it that was that moment where I was like dang I'm in this like I got the car that I wanted like somebody asked me yesterday like what's your dream car I'm like my car <laughs> that's <laughs> my great car. that's a good feeling it's my dream car. Like, that's all I wanted. I don't want a Lamborghini and blah, blah, blah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a very, a very adult purchase. 
Cool. It's a car. That's some adult money. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> the purchase just keeps giving. You just gotta. Every month. Every month. You just remind it. Oh, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, thank you, God. I love this car, but like, ha. Yeah. I feel like I will feel like a real adult when I get my first like property. So. Oh, yeah. That okay. right there. When I get a uh, homeowners association letter, I'll be like, hey, we here. I'm associated with the homeowner. Here is your homeowners association fee. <laughs> well, I'm in the association. Can I put this on my LinkedIn? Like, <laughs> Can I put this on my LinkedIn? Where That's like you? putting PTA member. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> what about I can totally see somebody doing that. Like, oh, you know, like, um, I'm in the HOA. So and they're like, oh, what's homeowners association? <laughs> yes, I'm a dominant member. I am very up to date with how my membership fees. I set up the chairs at every HOA meeting, you know? I make sure they're all aligned. <laughs> and I bring the snacks sometimes, you know. <laughs> sometimes I even host it. Mm, that's different. That's a step right there. Step. I mean, hey, when that happens, y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm about to have all kinds of sleepovers at my house. <laughs> Are you going forward or backward? <laughs> I'm like, hey, girl, come on over. Oh, what you mean you don't work tomorrow? It's fine. Come, you got a car, right? Just come on. <laughs> Park your car in my four-car garage. It's fine. Go ahead, girl. I got three other spaces. Take your pick. Whichever one. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Dion coming over, too. He coming. Like, it's just a, a whole sleepover. <laughs> yeah, that would be you, actually. I can see that. I oh, can yeah. see that. What I have, a, my housewarming is a summer party. I can see that. Everybody come. You gotta wear silk pajamas. You know, well, hmm. And make sure it's covering you behind. Because some people get a little, little. That's for the men, too. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> kind of men booty out silk pajamas have you seen? Look, that new Rihanna Fenty drop. I just don't want them coming in here showing no fruit of the loom, okay? It ain't that kind of party. It's a sleepover. Well, Speaking of pajamas, that's one of my ways that I feel like an adult now. Like, as a kid, I used to love pajamas. Like, I had pajamas, you know, Powerpuff Girls, whatever. Full pajama sets. I would wear them every day. Then I got older, high school, college, did not care about pajamas, just wear t-shirts, shorts, whatever, whatever was there. Now, I just feel so put together, like, take my shower, do all that, and then put on a matching set. A matching pajama set? Like, I just feel so put together when I put on a matching pajama set now. Like, I want pajamas. I used to be like, oh my gosh, you bought me pajamas? Like, <laughs> it's like buying socks. Like, you bought me socks. But now I'm like, you bought me socks? You bought me pajamas? Like, can they match? <laughs> That's a, just a small little luxury for myself is buying pajamas. So when I buy a new pajama set, I just really feel put together. Um, man, and if the slippers match, luxury, okay? Luxury living. Um, so pajamas for me is a big deal right now. 
Um, I think the first time where I really felt like an adult was when right after I graduated college, my friend and I decided to go on a trip. So we wanted to go to Europe. And we decided to go for three and a half weeks. And I stayed up for a day. Like, my mom was on me trying to get me to freaking get this trip together. Brianna, you're going to miss the deadlines. You're going to miss the flights. You're going you're gonna to do this. You're going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. You said you wanted to leave in two weeks. You don't have anything planned. She was driving me nuts. And I was like, don't worry. I got it. I'll take care of it. I planned, with the help of my roommate, but I planned <laughs> a very thorough extensive trip to Europe in three and a half weeks way under budget hmm. three countries multiple cities in each country all of our flights trains modes of transportation uh Airbnbs hotels was booked and put together within a few days and I just felt like I really made it and my mom was just so shocked that I pulled it off <laughs> she's like oh, I didn't think you was really she was like you're a procrastinator you'd be waiting to the last minute to do everything Yes, I do. Horrible. But I pulled it off. Horrible. I'm learning, you know, I, I'm a little bit better than that. Now that gives me anxiety that I did that so, like, so last minute. But me then, I felt so accomplished. Like, I put together this entire trip. Like, I felt so accomplished and such, like, an adult. Like, I did all of this. That was my first instance, for sure. Okay. And, yeah, just, yeah. That's impressive. That is very impressive like are there any like parts of adulting that like feel intimidating um I think moments where you have to moments where I've had to maybe be an advocate for myself ask for a raise mm -hmm. for example that's really intimidating yeah, like <laughs> exactly like when you have to do that you have to really do it professionally and really think about it and you also have to like brag about yourself at the same time like it's it's a weird it's a weird thing I, I don't like that but that's something that's intimidating to me because that's something you're going to constantly have to do in your career mm -hmm. um so that is intimidating I think whenever it's time for me to really purchased a home of some sort that's going to be intimidating I heard that process is interesting Oof. um so the yeah that I think that's going to be hard uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that's intimidating yeah no I think those are the only, only things I can think of what about you um all of it oh, I'm kidding uh <laughs> I guess, like, the biggest part would be, like, just making sure I'm, like, financially secure. That's, like, the most intimidating aspect of adulting because, like, it affects you in so many ways. So I was like, oh, I don't have this money. It's like, okay, if I don't have this money, I can't afford to live. If I can't afford to live, where am I going to live? Like, kind of thing. So, like, it's just, like, a rippling effect. And because I, I realized the severity of, like, finances it it's a little scary because it's like every time I'm making a move I'm thinking of like how could this affect me a year from now or mm -hmm. 
always like the what ifs. I feel like adulting makes you think about the what ifs a lot. And in a sense of like, okay, well, what if I lose my job tomorrow? Am I going to be able to afford uh, rent for like up to three months or, or something like that? Like just those different things where it's like, that's your livelihood. Um, so that the is- stakes get higher for sure. Yeah, like it's no longer, oh, if I don't get this A, I, I might fail this class or whatever. I don't know. Whatever little mediocre concerns you have in college. They ain't gonna let me go to the amusement park if, um, with this report card. Like, like now it's like, oh, they, the officer not gonna let you go because you don't have your license on the, the piece of plastic? Like, sir, I got a picture of it. No. I mean, I never Oh my gosh, should I leave the flat iron plugged in? Like, <laughs> that's never happened to me. But, you know, stuff like that. You, you double check things a lot. Because at the end of the day, everything will be your fault. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you can't any longer be like, oh, my parents told, no. Okay, they told you that, but did you take the time to learn? <laughs> like, it's like, all your fault. <laughs> like, you just be sitting there just like, uh, and... Also, too, it's, like, safety is such a big thing for me, like, when it comes to picking where to live, even when it came to, like, getting my car, I was like, well, what's the safest car that, like, is in alignment to the car that I want, and I got looked at my car, I was like, that's a big one for you, that's a big, that's a big one, continue, (laughs) so, (laughs) I was looking at you know, does the car have airbags all around? So if the car flips over, am I going to die off an impact? Like, whatever. Like, I was thinking about all that. And it's like, I feel like I'm always just trying to figure out how to keep me alive. That is scary. <laughs> like, as just, first off, just as a woman, that is scary. Because there's so many people trying to come after women, whether to kidnap them for, like, sex slavery and, like, that stuff. So, like, that is scary. And then it's not even just men. Like, because you grow up, you think, oh, you just need to protect yourself from men. No, you got to protect yourself from women, too. There's some women out here corroborating with these men to, like, snatch you up. It's a no. And then not even just as drastic. I don't want to say as drastic, but not even to that level, too. Like, just day-to-day interactions with people, making sure you're being safe, keep in mind of that. That's scary, too. Like, I don't want to be every time I turn around, like, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So that is weird. Just trying to keep me alive. I don't know how parents do it. How do you keep you alive and keep a kid? How? Hopefully you've perfected keeping you alive before you have the kid. I feel like there's no such thing as perfecting keeping you alive because you're going to get thrown a wrench every time you You think- will, but <laughs> I just think about like people who are really young and stuff and it's like, I have more survival skills than I did before. You do. How can I keep somebody else alive if I'm, like, young? (laughs) We both the same age. (laughs) Trying to figure it out. (laughs) We both need this. (laughs) Right. You ain't got the answer? I don't have the answer. (laughs) Like, we both asking my mama what to do. Like, (laughs) like, uh, I don't know how young parents do it. I don't, because I would be, like, lost. So, I don't, we we just kind of hit all the, the dark stuff. So, <laughs> without the rose-colored lenses, 
what do we see being the future of our adulthood? Like, I'm going to start with, let's see, I like asking men this question. What's your five-year goal? Well, what's your five-year goal? Five? I like this question. I like it. Because the thing is, even if you don't hit none of that, at least I know you're thinking about it. Five-year goal. I'm thinking about a lot of things, but I don't put I don't put a thing on it anymore. That's why twenties have shown me like, man, catch <laughs> comes out your past. Twenty twenty ruined everything. Like I'm just over here like, mm. ten year goal. <laughs> and who are we gonna be around in ten years? Exactly. Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, let me not do that. Let's just say. What do you want to accomplish by the end of your 20s? There's some years there, you know. Like three. (laughs) (laughs) We don't put numbers out there. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of your 20s. um, And what do you look forward to happening in your 30s? That way we're not thinking too far. That's like just this 10-year span and that 10 years man I look forward to so like like I was saying earlier how I feel like my life is in different phases and like I have a different mindset in each category mm-hmm. um once I reached like my mid-20s area like you feel a lot more secure with your with with yourself like that's what I've heard from a lot of people and I've felt that true for myself I'm a lot more secure with who I am Mm-hmm. and more confident in my abilities now mm-hmm. and you know a lot of that is probably because of experience mm-hmm. so I don't get intimidated by things as much and I feel like I can figure things out easier so I'm looking forward to being even more secure in my abilities and what I can do and setting more boundaries and all that like all that came with time and experience and I'm glad to be past all of the the early 20s to be honest like as a whole was kind of trash like as far like mentally it was like there's some fun times (laughs) I was like (laughs) there's some fun times like and there's some fun carefree times I will never forget but there's a lot of moments where it's struggle like you're struggling to figure stuff out and so I finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm not struggling to figure things out things happen to me and I adapt quicker. Mm-hmm. So I think in my thirties, I'm just looking forward to more stability. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of my twenties, I'm looking forward to more stability and more just fun times. Like I want to travel a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, especially when we're able to travel. Seeing how okay. we were stopped from traveling has really pushed me to be like, when we are able to travel, I want to really, really prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Especially before I have a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are mine. What about you? Um, By the end of my 20s, I I think, I wanna be more secure in like my career um because I know a lot of like the early beginnings of your journey especially like in entertainment it's more so of just trying to get your foot in the door 
like, oh, just let me, let me just take this job. Like, this job could be really great because blah, 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 I was working here and da, 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 da. And it could introduce me and da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't want to still be in that same position. I'm exiting out of my 20s. I want to be like, okay, yeah, I may not necessarily be where the end goal is because the end goal is always changing, honestly. Um, I like wear 50 million different hats, so I don't have like a, a happy ending. Like, if this happens, I just know, like, ah, this is great. I also want, I mean, this is not my control, takes two to tango. Um, I want to make my life, my dating life, more of a priority um, because growing up, I was basically like, oh, just focus on the books focus on the books, do this. And it's like, you wake up, now you're 20 something, and your grandma keep asking you if you met a man. So <laughs> it's like, I, okay. <laughs> like maybe I should actually start putting in more of an effort for that. And, you know, just putting myself out there, even just putting myself out there just for networking and relationships and things like that. I really want to be in the place where I know people in diverse industries and that's really it for like the 20s and then to I want to purchase a home like it doesn't have to be a mansion like I personally don't care for that kind of stuff um but I want to have something that will be mine like I am tired of throwing out money <laughs> like oh uh, uh, almost two thousand dollars a month for this and it's like you throw away all that money you don't have a home like, they decided today they were still in the place. You got to go find another place. So, yeah, definitely more stability for that. In my 30s, actually, no, no, sorry. In my 20s, too, we traveling. I want to be fluent in Spanish, okay? I want to be up here, hola, me llamo destiny, okay? And I, <laughs> I can speak a little bit more Is Spanish. Is that how far we got? <laughs> speak some Spanish. I took 10 years. I just need to get back into the habit of it. I know. I'm practicing on Duolingo now. And even picking up a second language. So like I'm learning Italian. Italian is so hard, but I'm learning it. So like doing something like that and getting my health. I want to be fine. Like I want to be like in shape. I want to be Megan the Stallion. Well, I don't want to be her, but like I want to, my knees need to be in check. That's all. They need to be sturdy. 30s, my knees didn't need to be sturdy. <laughs> 30 and sturdy. Hey! Um, I hope to, um, in my 30s, definitely be in a better financial situation, be more comfortable to where it's like, I don't have to think, oh, can I do that? Like, not to say that I would be out here spending willy nilly, but like, I don't always have to be like, okay. Ooh, if I spend two dollars extra, that means I can't eat today. I mean, I'm not at that point right now, but it's just, you know, just for exaggeration purposes. But to be able to um, do nice things for me and nice things for my family, be in that place, hopefully starting a family too. If not before then, I wanted to say that in my twenties, but I don't want y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. So there's that. <laughs> y'all judge me. Y'all judge me all the time for that. <laughs> in my 20s yes I want to start a family <laughs> so yeah that's me okay mm -hmm. I think these are all very attainable 
we'll see what life throws at us. But I mean, maybe if we still doing this podcast in 10 years, we can circle back. <laughs> hey girl, this is a homegirl check-in. <laughs> Put the baby on your hip. Hey girl. <laughs> hey girls, excuse me. Well, Jamal would not. <laughs> he would not stay in his uh, in his crib. His daddy over there playing two K forty seven. Like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, my husband. I mean, you can play video games, but you never no. leave with no baby because you want. Not while I'm doing the podcast, right? Take. <laughs> uh, you oh, you got a basketball game with your boys? Well, you better be on the sideline with the stroller. <laughs> <laughs> but you play around his nap time right oh god that just oh no, yeah, no i'm not ready for that i'm not ready I, for that <laughs> tell y'all <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us um just make sure you let us know your thoughts about any of the topics whether you're struggling with adulting too or you know you you got some goals you want to get off your chest let us know uh drop in the comments or if you're listening on apple music spotify i mean not apple music sorry if you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify or any of your other platforms make sure to give us five stars if that's their system a like or even just a subscription because you know we got more things to talk about so, and if you have any suggestions um, for us for topics or any questions for us or anything you want advice on that you think maybe we can help with, let us know. Shoot us a DM or comment on one of our posts. We like to be uh, more interactive with everybody. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And also, if you didn't catch our Instagram, it is I just think it's funny underscore pod, as in like a lily pod. And As in podcast. That too. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> All right, y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs> Bye.